to Dirtying the Frame. My name is Sarah. That's Asad. <laughs> Today we are talking about the Book of Clarence. Has anyone seen this movie? Asad, have you seen this movie? Oh, good. Okay, great. Before we get into the Book of Clarence, I just remembered, as I was walking down the street today, I saw a man itch his foot with a zucchini. That's a true story. You That's know our you pod have... for today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, for another more hard-hitting journalism from us. Uh... That's a real true story. I couldn't make that up. He had, you know, when you have like an itch on your foot, but you're wearing a shoe. Yes. This man had a zucchini and was he shoved it in his shoe. And okay, well, probably shouldn't have done that. But you know, and was itching it with a zucchini. Doing it in slow motion. What was he doing? Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe he knows something I don't. Followers, fans, swimmers Fan, of the pod. Friends. You'll start to notice a thing now that we're getting close to 100 episodes. Sarah does not like to talk about black films that she doesn't like. She feels like racist. She doesn't know how to, she doesn't want to say she doesn't like a black film. So that's why at the beginning of this podcast, she's making up weird zucchini stories, man. That's what she does. Whenever she's faced with weird racial issues, she blames it on vegetables. Also, VeggieTales loved that movie. <laughs> I don't know if it was a movie, it was a show. That's a true story. Isn't that wild? I was like, Oh, I mean, I live in downtown L.A. You see a lot of crazy stuff, but that was top of the charts for me. Maybe you know something we don't. Maybe zucchinis are a great back scratcher as well. <laughs> okay, main attraction summary of this film. A down-on-his-luck man struggles to find a better life for his family while fighting to free himself of debt. Captivated by the power and glory of the rising Messiah, he risks everything to carve his own path to, do, to a divine life, ultimately discovering that the redemptive power of belief may be the only way out. One word summary. Ready? One, two, three. Confused. Bible. Very Bible. It was very Bible. It was very Bible. Yes, I was confused because for the main reason that a couple pods ago, maybe two or three months, we did a podcast about all of the main actors in Hollywood that we felt like Hollywood didn't know what to do with him. The Key Stanfield was number one on that list. Now, since then, he's been in a lot of different movies. He's been in a Disney movie about a haunted house. He's been, I've seen him in rom-coms. I've seen him in this movie. And man, I'm starting to wonder, now that he's had chances to do all of these different movies, maybe it ain't it, man. And, that, and that's shitty, because I, I, I genuinely like him, but I'm trying to figure out what movie or what role he could play that I would genuinely like. I'm just like, fuck, man, is it just clipped? Is it cooked after Atlanta? You crushed Atlanta. I shouldn't ever ask anything of you again because it was so fucking good. And everything else has been like, ah, oh, man, Lakeith just doesn't work for me. So I'm confused, man. I was confused by the movie and confused by the choice choices he made in this movie. You liked him in I'm Sorry to Bother You. I liked the movie. Mm. I liked the movie. His performance was good. Yeah, you know, I don't say he crushed it or anything like I don't know, man. I'm confused. I don't want to b bum out on this movie because I like that so many black actors and filmmakers got a chance on this movie. And I'll always stand by the fact I'm more happy this movie got made than I'll ever be more important of how well I thought the film did or how good it was. But I'm a little confused about the movie and Lakeith. Both, both I, of them. I, I agree. I thought the same thing. I was like, man, I was like, wow, my prediction was right putting Lakeith on that on that list. Because after Haunted Mansion and then this, it's like, we don't know. where does he fit? And I will tell you that I do believe he's a very good actor. Is because he? I, I think he is. I think okay. he's, you know... It's hard to, for me, when I'm watching someone act, and I know there's more to it than this, but my, my baseline of being a good actor is 
do I believe you when you're just talking, right? Like, oh. You're not you don't have to do too much. You're not doing too little. Like I, I just believe he makes the connection and he's present in the moment in the scene, and he does that very well for me. So I do believe he's a good actor, maybe even a great one. But I, I just don't. I know he's taking these weird roles, man. I don't know. This and was, shout out to him. I should say I, I should have started with this and not the negative. My apologies. Respect to how different the range of roles he's taking. They're very different. They're very yeah. challenging because he's covering a lot of fucking ground. On top of that. Respect this movie because the concept is really fucking bold. It's new. It's original. I know Jay-Z was involved. I know Chappelle uh, made a little stand-up to introduce it when it was uh, at a screening. So I like the people that are involved with this quite a bit. It seemed like black people were supporting this movie. Uh, and it's shitty to say. I just wish it was a lot, a little better. I've, uh, it, it suffered from tone for me. But go ahead, Sarah. Take it away. Okay. So I agree with you on that. Uh, everything you said this was a really cool concept and I liked a lot about the movie I just think it went over my head a little bit. I wasn't sure what the underlying message was I was thinking maybe it was like to believe in yourself because they kind of hammered that home a lot in the movie and to to He kept saying I don't believe I know I, I know and so maybe it's just trying to say Know that you have power within you, mm -hmm. but It was so disjointed and so all over the place plot wise I'm not really sure what they were, what it was about at the end of the day. It was a little like, okay, what's happening here? And that's just how I felt throughout the whole film. There were moments where I was like, oh, this director has a vision and he's trying new things and that's cool and that's working for me. There were moments that I liked. There were action scenes that I liked. There were some uh, even speeches that worked for me. But at the end of the day, I just wasn't really sure why this movie yeah, I don't know what the movie wanted to be, really. It kind of felt, I don't know if this was, is true or not, it felt like the concept got the movie made and the movie wasn't made. Mm. You know, like the concept was so cool. So, and you see that a lot. It's like, oh, that's a cool concept. But then some ex execution has to happen. The good thing that you said, and thank you for saying it, is that James Samuel, the director of this, I would definitely see another one of his films. Mm -hmm. Because this movie is bold. It has, it's, a, it's a cool tale. It's someone that decided to tell this story as a vision. Whether I think I agree with it or not, I could give a fuck less. I just want more people that have a vision to make movies. I think this is a big swing and it was a big miss for me, but uh, keep swinging, man. Who knows what you'll make? You know, I don't ever want to deter anybody that was involved in this film to stop making because this is bold shit. I'd rather see bold shit that fails than corny shit that succeeds. A hundred percent. And mm -hmm. I, I really liked the visuals too. They shot this in Italy and they had a lot of sweeping shots of them kind of walking exterior, um, down these pathways, and it's supposed to take place in 33 AD, around that time. And that was beautiful to me. I think they had some really stunning visuals. I think that the, and I might be trampling on my, no, I'm not, okay. I thought that the, that the hair was awesome. The hair and makeup was really awesome in this movie. And that is something that we've talked about on this podcast before. It's hard to, and I'll let you speak on it, I'm not going to say it. But um, I, there was a lot of different hairstyles, and it all looked really, really good. And it looked like it should look. It didn't look like you had me doing these people's hair. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think that's cool, man. It really shines through when you get people that know how to do black hair yeah. on black actors and you get variety. You know, yes. black hair's only looked one way for so long, two ways, maybe bald and maybe dreads, mm -hmm. you know, in movie and film and TV for so long. But this is like, you don't see one shared like hair 
style in this movie. Yeah. It, was, it was really fucking dope. And yeah. they vary it throughout the different scenes. They don't just say, okay, you, this is her look for the entire movie, or this is his look for the entire movie. And they even are changing the guy's hair. And, and I loved that. I thought that was really cool, and I noticed it in the film. So, you know, shout out to hair and makeup. We saw on Insecure, we thought that they, in the later seasons, yep. that they actually really did a good job of, of doing different hairstyles and makeup and actually lighting well. And, and all of that is hitting on this film as well. So, like, you know, it's baby steps. We're, we're, we're giving people opportunities and people are stepping up to the plate. Uh, I loved the opening scene of them chariot racing with Mary Magdalene. I thought really that was dope. cool. Really dope. Tayana Taylor, I, spoiler alert, she's my rose. I've seen an independent film this year, last year from her that was really fucking good. And what? she's a musician. And I, it's so cool to see them in an acting role where I'm like, you belong here. I felt like that was Lady Gaga in A Star is Born. You know, sometimes it's mm -hmm. like niche casting or like whatever. But I'm like, you actually belong here, Tiana Taylor. You're a good fucking actor, man. I hope you get a lot more opportunity because you're fucking talented. Was it the movie you saw? Was it called A Thousand and One? Maybe. Okay. I was just curious. I'll I, Google I it while you're talking. I hadn't seen any, her in anything, but she's stunning to look at. And she did a great job. And she played Mary Magdalene. And I think she did a really good job in it. And and, and it starts out Yeah, great. that was the movie, Sarah. It's fucking phenomenal. Oh, really? I should watch it then. That's yeah, good. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So for, for anyone who didn't catch it, it was called... A Thousand and One. A Thousand and One. Um, yeah, so it starts off strong. We're, we're right into it with action. They're doing a chariot race. And it's Lakeith and his, his little buddy on the chariot trying to, they bet money on this race and, and a, a woman who's just like got this really cool headdress and like mask thing on. Fun, stunning, we're in there, cool, this might be a good movie. Eh, you know, <laughs> and, then, and then it wasn't. But uh, I, was, I, was, I was entertained for most of this movie, but there were some lulls that I thought I was gonna fall asleep in. There's I, a, a lot of just dialogue and nothing happening and a lot of Bible talk and it just wasn't maybe for me. I fought a little tired in this movie too. I was like, damn, I gotta stay away. I gotta get a mm -hmm. coke or something because yeah, this the, the middle part for me was like after the uh, establishing and the exhibition in the first act was over, uh, it didn't motor after that for me. It actually kind of drug. Yes. Even in the third act too, which was kind of bummer. I was like, oh, I'm not really excited to see how this plays out. And I think that's how, the, where this movie banked most of its money at. Yeah, I'd be interested just to hear some, some reviews on this. If anybody, I, and I didn't do any enough research on it because I didn't look and see what other people were saying about this movie. Uh, did did anybody like it? Did anybody see it? Because yeah. maybe it just wasn't for us. You know, yeah. maybe it's not our genre. And it could have benefited from a rewatch. Maybe I should have watched it a second time, you know, because it could have been the mood I was in. But I think we should properly, not, not properly, we don't have to go too in depth with it. But Lakeith Stanfield's character, which is called, let me look up his name because I want to make sure that we're erected. Clarence, of course, the name <laughs> of the movie. Um, he sees a Jesus character, which is cool that it's depicted as a black person. Yes. He sees a Jesus character and the glory that Jesus gets with the people. And him and his friend just decide to be scammers, man. They're like, I bet I can recreate all the miracles Jesus is making. And then they go into that business. And they're right. They fucking boom. Now, that on paper to me, and even that montage of yes. him doing all these miracles is like, this movie's fucking phenomenal. If we can stay here, I love it. And me we too. always know the bottom has to drop out of stuff like that. But that's when the movie was really humming for me. That I'm like, this is a cool concept. And unfortunately... Um, like I said before, it's like sometimes the concept is better than the execution. And after we had to move on to where it goes from there and the relationships with other people, it kind of fell apart for me. But that is the, the core of it is really fucking cool. I agree. I love that part, too, when they were going around and they were, you know, performing all the miracles. And yeah, and and it was interesting because they did touch on it wasn't just 
this is the Messiah, this is Jesus, I think at that time, and forgive me because I it was a bad religious girl and I don't remember my my Bible, but I, I guess there, there, you know, there was a lot of different messiahs at that time, and mm -hmm. some people were following this specific one of Jesus was kind of gaining momentum. And so it, it takes place with them. And I will mention also that this entire cast, except for the bad guys, are black. Yeah. Like, we're talking extras, background actors, everyone is black. So that was really, really cool to see, and I was really happy that they did that. Mm -hmm. um, and then they, they kind of decide to do that and get... It, they get themselves into some trouble. The The Romans hear about this guy and he's a, a messiah and, he, and they ultimately end up, and it's kind of a spoiler alert, but the, they start the movie with him on hung on a cross. So it's if you've seen the first four seconds of it, you you know that he's going to get um, nailed to the cross at the end. But yeah, it was just, it, it was just a little confusing for me. There's a, there's a Benedict Cumberbatch surprise guest appearance, which was odd and, and kind of funny. And, and the audience liked that a lot, that reveal. They thought it was hilarious in the mm -hmm. theater I was at. Um, so Benedict Cumberbatch plays this vagrant that in the entire film, Clarence's character is, is pushing away and not paying any attention to. And then the actual Jesus blesses him and gives him all this money. And he goes to the salon and they make him look, they give him curls and he's got this long hair and he comes out looking like the traditional Jesus that was growing up in my in my home and the Catholic home was what Jesus looked like. And and they, there was a big scene about that. And and also, did, what, what was that about? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it was to kind of situate the third act, which was, we should, spoiler alert too, because this is really ruining the film for you. Jesus does bless Benedict Cumberbatch's character and now he's kind of got miracles. He Money's coming from his hands. And... The town is punishing all these people that are messiahs. They're like, it feels like an uprising, you know? So whenever we catch someone that could be a messiah or is called the messiah, we wrangle them up and we kill them, mm -hmm. right? So Lakeith Stansfield's character, Clarence, gets wrangled up. Benedict Cumberbatch's character gets wrangled up. And they do end up getting crucified. Um, and I guess, I guess they did Benedict Cumberbatch's character to maybe display the accidental tyranny of someone that just like received a blessing and now he looks like a messiah, you know? But the movie, the ending for me, I hated. And I rarely say that on this podcast. Hate, hated the ending of this movie. Um, not even just because it's graphic. It's always tough seeing like the Jesus scene where people are getting nailed. To it. That, that's tough, but you, you should have those uncomfortable moments, moments in movies. But he does die on that cross. And then the tonality of the film not, is like 70% light. And this third act decides to be really, really serious. Yeah. And he gets reincarnated after he dies. And he sits up after Jesus moves the rock out of the way. And then he sits up and he realizes the miracle of Jesus and the movie ends. And I thought it was fucking terrible. I thought it was one of the worst ways to end the movie. It, it was never a religious film. It decided to be in the third act. And maybe it's me being like, maybe I'm kind of atheist where I'm like, ugh, man. But if it was about that in the beginning, I would have fucked with it. Hmm. But it seems like they really chickened out at the ending. And here's a thing that, like, I, I don't want to go too woke corner, Sarah. I'm a black atheist, which is really, really rare. Mm -hmm. Black people tend to believe in God and they love their God. I think me being an atheist kind of represents privilege a little bit. Hmm. Black people love their God because they've been through so much strife. They have to believe in something. Because life can't be what it's showed, you know? That's why black people love their fucking God, you know, because they've been through misery. They have to believe something else exists other than what this earth has shown them. I feel that my life hasn't been terrible and I have privilege of being an atheist. 
I think this was a black decision to end the film this way. They, it would have been too bold to be like, actually, miracles don't exist. You know, it, it, and it felt like they were. Tr it was pandering to a black audience that loves their God, and they had to satisfy a black audience over making a bold decision on how to end that film. Um, that might upset some people. Just my take, you know. And I, and whatever you believe, I respect it, you know. But I felt like the ending of this movie really struggled. And as we always say, we aren't professionals. We are just two people yes. with a microphone, so yes. we don't know anything about anything. These are just our opinions. Take them or leave them. And mm -hmm. we'd love to hear your opinions as well. Uh, that being said, maybe that was the director's belief. Maybe yeah. the director really, that's what he was trying to say. Like, mm -hmm. as you were talking, I thought, oh, maybe that's what this movie's about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, that being said, we'll, we'll, we'll stop shitting on this film and we'll go to Rose and Thorn. I really did like one part of this movie that is my Rose, which is if you, I don't know if there's another angle which we'll show him, but the, the gentleman who, oh no, it's the gentleman who played Elijah, who played um, Clarence's best friend, his little, he's in, his, he played the, he was the com comedic relief in this film, and he worked for me, man. I thought he was charming, I thought he was funny, he gave me the little relief from this film that I really didn't have a good time in, and it, he, I thought he was great. I thought he did a really great job, and... I would like to see him in more stuff. Yeah, so that was my rose. R.J. Seiler, he's great. Yes. My, mine was another side character, Omar Sy, who played Barabbas. Oh, just yeah, like, yeah. He's just down to scrap <laughs> for, for Clarence, you know? And I'm like, I love a character he that's like the right-hand man that's like, you're not touching him, you have to go through me first. Mm -hmm. And Barabbas is such a badass, he's big, he's built, he's like, he's got one weakness, his Achilles heel, obviously. But Omar Sy plays that character very, very well. And plus, like, I love glorifying characters that are fucking dark. You yeah. know, dark-skinned, literally. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know, yeah, like no, for I'm... so long, black people have been elevated in TV and film because they're light-skinned. But Barabbas is dark, and he's a he's a strong, loyal yeah. character that I really love. Even to the end, when, you know, Clarence is carrying his own cross, Barabbas wants to help him. You know, and Clarence has to wave him off. I was like, I kind of got emotional about that. But I really loved his character in this. I totally agree with that. I thought mm -hmm. he was great, and I loved the scene where he was fighting for him at the end when, when Clarence is like, just go. Like, run, yeah. save yourself. I'm cooked. Like, uh -huh. just go. And he's running, and they're throwing spears at him, and he gets, again, spoiler alert, but he gets he gets hit right, and you think he's gone. He's, like, through the chest with a spear, and mm -hmm. he just keeps running. Yeah. And then he gets hit in the Achilles heel, and then as the audience are just like, no, mm -hmm. not Barabbas. And, he, and then he comes back out of nowhere and he's like, wrong heel, motherfucker. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> so, so I did agree. That was great. Uh, my thorn was the dance scene in the third act. Uh, well, actually, my thorn was the soundtrack of this movie. Mm. I, I was, it was so all over the place. And, and it stuck out like a sore thumb instead of just being something that enhanced the film. But there was also a dance scene in the third act that was a little confusing for me. It felt like the whole movie stopped so they could shoot a music video. And I... I was confused by it. I didn't fit in the film. Uh, what was your thorn? My thorn is Chadwick Boseman's dead. Mm. That's still my thorn. This yeah. is like, I fucked with Lakeith Stanfield, but this is a movie Chadwick Boseman would have killed. He was such a great actor, man. Put him in any fucking five of these roles in this movie, you know? And I think where the lightness came from in this movie lended towards Lakeith's character. But imagine if this was 15% more, ser more serious and Chadwick was playing that main role. Whew. You know, but here's the thing, you know, as black creators and black movies, we don't always want to focus on the like seriousness, dramatic violence and killing and hurt. So I, I appreciate where this movie went, but like I couldn't stop thinking about what if this was Chadwick's movie, you know. And that's that's an actor who his eyes say it all. 
He yeah. doesn't even have to open his mouth to speak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a, a great, great point. Double feature, I'm not very imaginative, but I'm sorry to bother you. I thought that was kind of a, a dark comedy, which this this tried to be a little bit sometimes. This was all over the place. I don't know what it was, but um, that was my that was my double feature. What was your double feature? Uh, let's go Gladiator here, man. Oh, hell yeah. I've never yeah. seen that movie either. <laughs> yep, you haven't seen Friday or Gladiator. True. Okay, we got, we got some homework to do. But yeah, I thought like when I was watching the halls of this movie and the tunnels and where they set it at, I was like, oh, it kind of made me want to watch Gladiator a little bit, you know? Hey, we've been to the Roman Coliseum. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got what? shit on by bird there. I did. You guys, yeah. you thought the zucchini story was good. Wait till you hear about me getting shit on by a bird at the Roman Coliseum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my gummy rating is, I, I don't want to shit on this movie. I don't want to shit on this movie like I was shit on in Rome. But <laughs> 2.5 is my gummy rating for this film. It missed me. I, I hope that it does well. I hope that these, you know, filmmakers are given another chance to do something that maybe doesn't miss me. But that is my rating for this. My trailer trash. Uh, most excited to see is a movie called Civil War. Fuck yes. It looks good, right? Fuck yes. It looks good. I'm excited. A24 just single-handedly saving the cinema. Uh, and my least excited is Godzilla vs. Kong. What? Godzilla vs. Kong looks fucking badass. All right. Well, you know, I wouldn't have seen the movie that I loved, Godzilla minus one. So. Uh, my favorite trailer was... First Omen? I know, I don't do possession movies. I fucking hate them. But this trailer was about a skinny white woman going to raves. That's my favorite shit. <laughs> That's uh, your favorite shit. And um, I don't know if you've had the pleasure of seeing this bad trailer, Abigail. Oh, I was just going to say it. When you said yours, I was like, wait till he throws the camera back to me. Holy Six moly. Strangers are set, locked in a house to protect a girl who ends up being a vampire. It doesn't stop there. A vampire ballerina. She's a seven-year-old vampire ballerina. That's that. And that will, that's uh, the end of movies, guys. Movies are done. A24 can't, can't do everything, you know? <laughs> they can't do everything single-handedly. I sat there and I laughed out loud when I was watching that. I was like, what is happening? By myself in the movie theater just going, is anybody else seeing this? Like, what is, this is what, I mean, and she's doing, she's doing pirouettes yeah. with a bloody face and just being like, I'm going to kill you. And we're just, uh, what is, no, 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 stop. Um, <laughs> Very bad in our new last category that we've just had, that we've just added recently, that the fans love, Sarah's their favorite category. Book of Clarence. What's the porn name? Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, I'll take your cross. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Why do you do it? I'll take your cross. <laughs> that was sacrilegious as fuck. This movie is a Bible movie. <laughs> I don't like that you put me in this position, Assad. I don't I'm like sorry. it one I'm bit. Sorry. I'm What's sorry. your freaking porn name, sir? I'm, I'm sorry. The penis of Clarence. Just make it simple. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just make it simple. It doesn't have to be too creative, you know. <laughs> so much better than mine. <laughs> I'll take your cross, God. I don't damn. know. I don't... Uh, <laughs> all right, we're sorry, guys. We're trying to get better, man. We hope you enjoyed our pods again. Thanks to all of the swimmers <laughs> always for keeping our lights on, literally. Um, uh, thank you for supporting our podcast. Always drop, comment what you thought of these films, films that we might be missing. Sometimes we don't get to the films you guys like, right, Sarah? What? I'm sorry. Oh, you're so, so, you want to you take it again? I feel really bad about that whole cross thing. Yeah, yeah, we're not big believers, but we're both going to hell now because of that. Thanks a lot, asshole. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. <laughs>